Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great day for It's The Real. I am shocked. 12 days of podcasts. We are on, I don't even know what episode this is, but there's a whole bunch to catch up on. If people really want to find them, where should they go? You can go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. You can also go to iTunes, search for a waste of time with It's The Real. Jeff. February 23rd, 2017, we are headlining SOBs here in New York City. We're rapping on stage. We are performing old songs, new songs, bringing up special guests. And there's some people out there who haven't heard some of our music. Yeah. So I figure right now we should give them a little taste. Just a taste. What songs do you think we should give them a taste of? Maybe like Jews for Jesus Peace? Jews for Jesus Peace. Let's play that right now. That Jewish guilt looks good on me This Jew is killing Jesus? Well, that's complimentary jewelry I circumcised a couple links Ben Ballas says my necklace kosher Throwing diamonds up acidic Kanye on a roller coaster Jewelry's fucking crazy Fuck, fuck, fuck baguettes Got Tourette's immaculate conception on Name another It's the Real song, Jeff Oh, man Um How about, uh, Informer? That's, that's not, no, that's not us Okay How about uh, one by us, though? Uh, Girls of the Dirty Souths with Bumby. Let's play that right now. No apologies when there's hair in my apple pie. My girl gets extra filthy, especially when she came in mouth. I ride clean, but love them girls with the dirty south. I didn't know you're Jewish. Your curls are real Hasidic. My balls are in the rough. I'm trying to make a divot. She's a freak between her jeans. Her pleasure is my pain. It's scrubbing on my dick as if it had a free stain. Amber Rose on top. Rick Ross in your bikini bottom. Fabric of my life. The touch, the feel of cotton Crimp that trim, never trim that hedge Fuffa feed that cha-cha-chia pet between your legs Some people dread locks, I say put a weave in Get rid of that bush, that's change I can't believe in Every time I'm strapping up, I'm heading into combat Call ASPCA, don't shave that cat Got a girl named Camaro, man she flyer than a sparrow But she gotta tow the bush around in the wheelbarrow Especially when she give me mouth I'm right clean with love them girls with the dirty sound Big fun beat I mean I'm looking for a papa How about how about one off our upcoming mixtape Teddy Bear Fresh? Just name a song. So not informer. Not that's not us. Okay. Um Dave Matthews bands? Dave Matthews bands. Let's get into that right now. Count white faces. I got Dave Matthews bands. Bands to make a dance and dance. Dave Matthews bands. Bands to make a dance and dance. Entrepreneur, I make a killing. Moved all my shoeboxes full of cash out of my room to my car because my car ain't got no motherfucking ceiling. You feel me? Whipping, working, now I'm rolling in dope. Whipping foreigns like I'm Indiana Jones. Plural Euros when in Rome. Hansel and Gretel dropping guaps. So you can hear all those songs, much more. You're going to hear brand new songs off our upcoming mixtape, Teddy Bear Fresh. 
February 23rd, 2017. It's going to be a show unlike any other. Where can people get tickets, Jeff? You can go to itstherial.com and buy some tickets today. Also on the podcast today, we have Yes Jules. Yes Jules. Everybody knows her as the girl from it's hashtag never not working, right? That's not why I know her. People know her from her affiliation with uh, The Weeknd or um, Travis Scott or uh, even her new artist, right? That's not why I know her. I know her because she's the director of Vibes and she's my boss because I am the assistant manager of Vibes and, you know, she's also one of the most talked about people on the internet. You know, for the first time, we got to hear what she had to say. When would you like to get into this episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real? Right after people leave a comment and a rating on iTunes. So now? I mean, if people can type pretty quickly, then yeah. Let's go. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Chinese T-Bows, a.k.a. Beef and Broccoli Tims. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Catch-22s, a.k.a. The Matrix. Yo, what up? It's Yes Jules, a.k.a. The fucking boss, a.k.a. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, a.k.a. 1211. Was it 11 or 12? Uh, today, uh, 12? No, 11 from, um, oh. 11, a.k.a. 11, a.k.a. Ballhead. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is a waste of time with this for real. Bow, 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 Jules, what's happening? I'm doing good. No, thank you for coming through. Oh, thank you guys for you, having me. You had a night last night. I did. What'd you buy last night? So, yeah, I was just telling them off air that, um... I, w- I went okay so first of all I went to a really cool uh, Japanese barbecue spot like Futagamo or something I don't know cool. whatever so I had a whole <laughs> bottle of sake and uh, yeah was it a tiny bottle and it was <laughs> it was a big bottle it was a big bottle and then we stopped by I was with my friends and we were going home and, and I saw this this restaurant that looked amazing like it was like christmas trees inside and a bunch of garland it was it's called ralph's okay i don't know if you've heard of it i'm um, with it yeah but it was super christmasy Shouts and i was Ralph. like oh my god we gotta go in there and get drinks and that was um the worst decision ever because now i'm super hungover um i woke up there's a christmas tree in the apartment i yeah didn't but remember buying <laughs> but it's gonna be a really merry christmas <laughs> super <so>. merry christmas <laughs> do you guys what do you guys do for christmas even though you're uh like we get a uh, nice little jewish boys yeah thank yeah, you we, we, we are uh, Chinese get, food in a movie. Yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. trying to figure out what movie we're going to see. Yeah. So every so our our mom and her sister uh, live on the east side. So okay. we link up with them and we go see like whatever's the popular, yeah whatever's popping. Like, yeah. Yeah. The Christmas is a great day for the movies. Yeah. Because totally. it's like what the fuck else are you going to do? On also, this year uh, our brother works for Madison Square Garden, so we're going to okay. go to the Knicks game at twelve that day. Oh my god! That's and then awesome. go see a movie and have Chinese food. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good, good, you know, Jewish fun on on Christmas. I like my, I like the games at Madison Square Garden. I went to like I went to my first Knicks game and like last month. And where exactly did you sit again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on the court. It was pretty awesome. That Woody is. Harrelson, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Woody Harrelson vibes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's awesome having rich friends. Yeah. Shout Wait, yeah. that was your first Knicks game. That was my first Knicks game. And you sat in the best seats possible. Yeah. It was so that's crazy. that's pretty dope. Yeah. What did anything fun happen like on the floor? Did the Knicks win? Did you spill anything? No, honestly, <laughs> the game was pretty bad. Uh it was pretty bad. Um I can't even remember who they played. Well, at least but, you know the Knicks were there. Yeah, yeah, the Knicks were there. Oh my gosh. I purposely spelt Knicks wrong in Why? my post. Just to, I thought it was funny. I don't know. I thought it was funny. And like you would Nick think, Carter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you would think that like I did the most blasphemous shit. Like, oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like, like you you attract how you say hate Hater. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. Wait, you're, it's bad. But you're originally from Miami. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, or around like there? Yeah. yeah. I was born there. Are you a Heat fan? 
So this is like, this is how I like to describe. Like, I don't give a fuck, oh, honestly. Mm-hmm. So how I see it is so I, <laughs> I care. So maybe. No, I care when it's like my friends are involved, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I became a Heat fan naturally because I was friends with Maverick, Carter, and LeBron. And That's when I was, he was getting down there. invited to games. Yeah. yeah. And of course, like my friend's playing. So I'm like, whoa, I love the Heat. I'm from Miami, whatever. Right. You know? And then like after LeBron left, I was super torn because I wanted the Cavs to win. You know, because I was like, dude, I want LeBron He's to still win your a friend. chip. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that's like my squad, you know. So I was, you know, I kind of just stopped cheering for the Heat at that point. Um, Damn. But I, I feel weird cheering for the Cavs. So I kind of just, I don't really care. I so just, when yeah. you went to the Knicks game, did you sit there with your arms crossed and just like. No, you know, I was with Max and them. And they were like, oh, let's go. <laughs> Another whiskey. Um, no, it was it was mad fun. But I, I, I was just. It wasn't much to cheer about at that well, game. It was like a big gap, you know? <laughs> but I thought it was super cool to see Joakim Noah in, yeah. in the Knicks uniform and yeah. like see him, per, uh, you know, performing do you, well. Do you know him off court? Like, have yeah. you, how is he as a guy? Because we've been trying to get him on the podcast, by the way, too. He's mad chill. That's what I'm saying. He and a huge hip hop head. Yeah. 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 He's mad chill. And, and he has beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his hair is very luxurious. Yeah. You know, uh, you have you really nice hair, too. Thank actually. you very much. Yeah. Those curls are I'm great. the curl god. Yeah. yeah. Eric got compliments. <laughs> when he was ordering food the other day i did yeah 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 <laughs> the girl was just like oh, is that natural i'm like yes like yeah. i'm just not out here just no like yeah no problem no nah. oh this is all natural it's a blessing and a curse but no so I think it's awesome. when did you shave your yeah, head totally of hair yeah yeah yesterday yesterday I, I had a shoot for fast company yeah which is like uh, super exciting for me because they're one of my favorite magazines and um I was like getting ready and my, my girl was doing my hair and makeup and she's like, all right, what do you want to do to your hair today? I was like, I don't know. Everything sucks. Like, I don't want to do anything to my hair because my hair is just horrible. And she's like, damn, you really feel that way? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, why don't you cut it? And I was like, all right, let's uh, let's go cut it right now. And she's like, right now? Like your shoot's in 30 minutes. I was like, yeah, I don't want this my favorite magazine shoot to be like with me with bad hair or whatever. So what are you trying to do? So we go downstairs and I was just like, yo, can we borrow the, can I pay you to let my girl use your clippers to shave my head? <laughs> and they were like, the guy, he's like some, some Chinese guy who owns the salon. He's like, are you sure? He's like <laughs> super like, you know, they're very, um, I love it. Like yeah, the Asian culture, not territorial, oh. but like they're so accommodating and just uh, like careful yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i just feel like asians are mad careful all the time so uh, sorry don't yeah. hate me this nah. is why people hate me uh, i just don't <laughs> I just you misspelled yeah. the new york knicks yeah yeah but uh so he was like he like almost didn't want to give her the clippers you know and then he gave it to her and uh she she shaved it off and then he was like oh it's okay you have nice head nice shape head have you ever had your hair this short yeah i went to um so before I started my agency, I, I went on like a like a soul searching trip journey or whatever, and I traveled mescaline? the world for three. Years. Oh, okay, you gotcha. No, what'd you say? I said mescaline. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. How LSD. long? Um, no, it, it how, was like three months. Whoa. Yeah. Until Where'd I ran you go? Out of money. I went to nine countries. So I was like Egypt, Beirut, Asia, Paris, London, Amsterdam. Um, man, Bali. Uh, by yourself Thailand. or with others by myself but i met up with different people like i had been working at live which uh sucks okay but, um the club the club yeah, yeah. But, but it but it's great on uh sundays great, sundays it's, yeah. it's cool on sundays <laughs> and it's a great what place. about like a nice like sunday brunch <laughs> <laughs> like a nice sunday brunch at mm-hmm. um yeah if you like horns and like confetti <laughs> and like fake tits and shit right so um not that there's anything wrong with any of those things i, I like those things sometimes right yeah just not in combination with one another at 
at the same times. time, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> not on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, not, yeah. You know, Sunday evening, maybe. Sunday but. evening, maybe. But um, so you're working there, and then I you was wor- working there. So I made I made a lot of great friends from all over the world. Like you could imagine, Miami is just like a cultural international hub, of, like stop where everybody comes through Miami. You know, so I made a bunch of friends who probably never expected me to take them up on their offer to like reach out. Should I ever go to their country? Mm-hmm. But I was definitely like, yo, yo, what's up? I'm in Amsterdam. <laughs> like, hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. And it was amazing. Like, I, I met this singer, and uh, she was a Paris, she was like the Parisian Britney Spears, right? And and so I didn't have money at this point. I was like kind of broke. Yeah. And I was there in Paris, and I ran out of money. I was staying at the. I thought it'd be cool to like treat myself like to a room at the Shangri La. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys I mean, ever been there, but the one in Paris is like Napoleon's nephew's old mansion or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was like a thousand or two thousand dollars a night and like they every staff member knows you by your like first and last name like hello miss goddard good morning <laughs> would you like um some more bread and butter and i just felt like a queen so i was like you did stay there i did stay there and i knew that i only had like ten thousand dollars to my name but i was like nah like i gotta stay at shangri-la or i'm not living life um so i stayed there and i ran out of money and this singer <laughs> that I, this singer like took me in and let me i, I didn't know how famous she was because i just met her in america i didn't know who she was um, her name's Amel Bent. And uh, she was like, oh, it's cool. You could stay at my place. I was like, all right, sweet. And like w- the first time we went out in public, we go out in public and the paparazzi's taking pictures. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Who's this chick? You know, <laughs> Or uh, are you famous? You know, right, like yeah. you didn't even <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't even know. But I, w- I was like an award-winning actress and they were taking my flicks. But no, um, it was awesome. So anyways, long story short, I went to Bali, right? Because we could go on forever. But I went to Bali and uh, I just... Found yourself Felt inclined yeah. to shave my. I was just like, "Yo, monks are cool. They've got it all figured out." Like, I've been traveling for a month. I'm gonna be gone for another two months. Like, why the fuck do I have hair? You know. And I just felt like there were a lot of things um, within myself that I was trying to figure out because I was living in a uh, not to get deep or whatever. But you know, I'm a I'm a conscious person and right. I have morals and I care about um, people and mm. like the world and uh, I was working at a, a nightclub and I was I was my job was to sell alcohol to mm-hmm. people you know and like convince VIPs that they should get a table for $50,000 like for the championship after party or whatever right. and I felt really horrible about that you know like I, I was making mad money it was like the coolest most glamorous thing and then after a while I was like damn I always wanted money and like I always wanted to throw parties that live and now I'm doing it and I hate my life like this is so weird you know why and so um I just I just kind of felt like I just I don't know I felt like if I shaved my head then uh it was like a fresh start and I could just kind of like face all those things that I didn't like about myself and right. then come back home and change them and it worked like that's what I did I so it was, it was yeah. freeing yeah it was very freeing and it's like um if you, if you ever meet a girl who mm-hmm. shaved her head, you know, like it's she's definitely a confident person. Like it, you have no choice but to learn how to be confident in yourself and like feel good about yourself um, when you're a woman with no hair. It's just a very like I, it's hard to explain. My girls out there with short hair feel me. Uh, shout out to Kehlani. Um, but, you know, it's a, and then and you know, you're in trouble when a girl that is in your life cuts her hair drastically like without warning you know like just know some shit's about to go down britney spears <laughs> yeah. in facts yeah. so for me i'm like wow i had a great year i'm about to like really fuck 
the music industry up in 2017. Like, I want I, I want to just go in kind of letting people know I'm not fucking around. So that's yeah. where I'm at. And I'm going to Bali for New Year's. So I oh, thought it was like cool. a nice... So you're all set for Bali. It's a nice little return to the monks. Maybe they'll like, you know, recognize me and we'll hang out. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. But is, it, is, it, is there more to it than just like, you know, obviously like the symbolic change? Like, is it is it more of like everything like um in terms of like possessions and stuff like that like are you still attached to all those things because like that feels like you know it's crazy man when i went overseas and i found myself and i was like yo man like man this is life like it's not about buying nice things or this or that it's like you should spend all your money on traveling and i was i felt like i was conscious like i was in that conscious state when i got back home for like maybe two months and then it wore off you know Mm -hmm. and then i was like buying chanel bags again and stuff (laughs) and i was just like i i always you always i feel like you have to learn lessons multiple times in life you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i feel like it's not like oh one and done you know and then and then you're just right because then we would be perfect at some point right but we're human so we like have to keep evolving and um i keep learning that lesson you know like i know that things aren't um essential or i know that they're they're not that important but i still want them and i still Mm -hmm. find myself spending money on you know just dumb stuff or whatever feeling like i need this or i need that and uh you know like i bought a two thousand dollar vetmont's jacket the other day and i was like why the fuck did i just buy this because it's it's vetmont's jacket season (laughs) that's why it just says total fucking darkness on the back with like a a little like star it's not that serious like i'm like it's really mind-blowing to me like i or like you know how we pay for like hoodies with fucking holes and burns and then it's like what the fuck are we doing right you know but so I, what are we doing now i don't like, know what are we doing we're just we're just out here just not giving and it's interesting because um my artist shake she's super dope by the way you guys should meet her um how do you spell that like shake like zero seven zero okay yeah, yeah. oh seven oh shake yeah. yeah so she made a song called balenciaga and mm-hmm. um i'll play it for you guys but uh it's all about the, the 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 hook of the song is like balenciaga and it's like it's it's really catchy but it's all about Balenciaga represents like, mm, what am I trying to say? She's just, she's 19 and in the song, she's just talking about how um, people are becoming acquired by things now instead of the other way around. Like, and uh, she was breaking it down for the director of the video that we were, we had the meeting with yesterday. I'm like, man, this girl's so smart. And she's fucking 19. Like, you know, like I'm yeah. sitting here learning this lesson again, just listening to you describe the song. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Just trying to learn how to keep it simple. Are, yeah, what are you that. expecting out of this trip to Bali? Um, well, anything big or just a getaway? Or I, are you there to catch some vibes? <laughs> I'm there to catch some vibes or curate vibes, rather. Curate, direct, whatever. People are gonna hate me for that one. No, well, first of all, I mean, you came, and I, and the one thing I want to talk to you about is I am the assistant manager of vibes. And I feel like you're, you're never around in the office, and it's really like all the paperwork is piling up. It's a lot of um, it's no, it's the holiday facts. season. Actually, you sound like mine. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just I'm just really having a tough time, and I need you to be around the office more. That's all. No, I want. I, a lot know, of vibes in the vibes box. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, all honestly, the vibes are piling up. Honestly, 
the vibes, the vi- the word vibes needs to be done in 2017, I think, because um, I well, you're the director ruined of it. it. Yeah, you decided. Myself. Yeah. And then Kim started saying it, and then it was just like, bro, you know what I mean? No offense to anybody <laughs> that I work with. That, mm, that was at Vibes Inc. Uh, yeah, at Vibes Inc. No offense to anybody at Vibes Inc., <laughs> but like, it's time to go fucking bankrupt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, but, but, but the reason why... Um, I even titled myself that was because I had no clue how to describe what I do like for a living. And it was, I mean, obviously I do now, but at the time it was just like, yo, so somebody said something to me as like a friend or a peer that was like, yo, you actually get paid to like have a good time or bring positive en- energy to the situations, you know? And I was like, I do actually, it's crazy, but it, it's, uh, it's not just that. It's just being able like, by directing vibes when I say that just for so just managing vibes for some of us it's just managing (laughs) like this it's just really like I can walk into a club and I and the party will be lame and I can I can name three things off the top of my head that can switch the vibe of Mm -hmm. the party in like Two, two minutes. LeBron, right. Maverick, and add a sconce on the wall. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, or, or like, hey, move those girls that are dancing over in the corner and have no drinks or alcohol or whatever over here by this table of guys that are bored as shit on their phones. Just put them over there. Or, you know, why don't we switch this BPM up to bring it up a notch to over here? Or, hey, play ASAP Ferg. Or like, I just know, like, I, I don't really know how to You're aware. It. Yeah. I'm very aware. And I, I pay attention to people. And I, I love interacting with people. So I know how to make people their time and like and bring out the best in a in a person. You know, sometimes people need that extra like like push to just have fun. You know, like yeah. you'll be with a bunch of cool people. I feel like this happens all like every day in LA, by the way. But you'll be with a bunch of cool people and like individually you've hung out with those people. They're cool, they're fun, you know, they're awesome. But like for whatever reason in that moment, in that room, right, like, the temperature is a little bit off. Yeah. The, the temperature's a little bit off, you know? And as a brand or an artist or whoever, it's worth it, in my opinion, to hire somebody to make sure that like you know your shit's lit or and not even that but like say a fight breaks out like most people would shut an event down or or whatever like i find solutions for oh stuff. i thought you're gonna you know say you mean? pour like gasoline you, on right the fire exactly yeah, and yeah. You just, like, I light yes. everybody on fire yeah. and then fucking start singing like disney songs so uh you went from working at live and Word. hating the job you had to escaping for this worldwide sort of, uh, you know, trip to find yourself, right? Yep. Or or to find something new about yourself. Yeah, or just figure it all out. And did you have it all figured out when you finished that trip? Or because you were out of money and you came home, like, was it just like, well? So what happened was um, I thought I hated Miami, right? And then I found myself uh, about to be stuck in Cairo. And then I was like, damn, Miami's pretty great. I can't <laughs> wait to get back there. And... Um, you know, I almost went to jail in Egypt and I just remember praying. Like literally I was on a camel. There's guys with guns and knives like right in front of me. And what? I was just like, God, I swear to God, if you get me out of this situation and get me home safely, like I will never take my city for granted. I will never take my life for granted. Like, please don't let this happen to me. I just saw locked up abroad. Uh, yeah. Wait, and, why did not to not to cut you off, but like yeah, why were you 
Oh. They're very strict about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, 56 nights. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not Egypt, but, you know, like... Uh, that whole region. Yeah, the whole yeah. region, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it's, a, you know, they're very strict. You know, don't smoke weed in uh, Arabic countries. How did you um, get <laughs> weed in an Arabic country? I smuggled it from Paris through Greece and London and wow. Amsterdam and all these other places. Because my dream was to be high in the Great, the great Pyramid. Like, I always wanted... I always had, like, a fixation with Egypt. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was Cleopatra for Halloween however many years in a row. And, like, I always wanted to go to Egypt. Um, Wait, why was that your dream? I just feel like... I just felt like if I was in this... I was, like, standing mm-hmm. on the same land as, like, people who are that smart mm-hmm. or, like, that just magnificent mm-hmm. then i would like catch their juices and did like, you feel like a connection to the, the gods yeah. or something <laughs> did you, you know? achieve that high um okay so listen so i smuggled the joint through all these places almost got caught at the airport in rome it was so bad finally you know where you you can't just go to the pyramids by yourself so you have like a tour guide right mm-hmm so we're like on the we're on our camp i'm on a camel my girl's on a donkey he's on a horse <laughs> oh bummer for your friends <laughs> yeah it was bad. it's really funny and we're like going through the we're going through the sand and and i'm like yo uh if i give you 100 bucks can, will you let us light up and he was like oh yeah yeah. and i'm like no no but like hashish yeah and he was like oh yeah yeah it's fine so i was like all right cool so we get all the, i gave him 100 bucks we get all the way there i'm like yo you got a lighter my friend's like no i thought you had the lighter i was like Bitch, we don't have a goddamn lighter. We literally went like two hours through the desert wind. Like, oh my God. So we're, we're asking, like, there's not a lot of people around, you know? It's like you're in the middle of the desert. But there's like a few sparse, like, groups. So we walk up to a group and we're like, yo, does anybody have a lighter? Somebody gives us matches. I will give $500 to whoever can light a joint on the first try with a match in the desert. In like, the desert, yeah. It's the hardest shit. <laughs> we were there for 15 minutes trying to light this. And then finally, the um, <laughs> finally we light it and we, we get like two pulls. And a, I kid you not, I need to write a, a movie script, bro. <laughs> I, I kid you not, like a school bus appears out of thin air, uh, drops off an entire group of tourists. And... The wind is blowing our our scent in their direction. So I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? There's been no one around us for the past 15 minutes that we've been trying to light this. My girl's like, yo, Jules, put it out. I was like, hell no. We just spent all, I just traveled the you world. You are so close here, to like, your dream. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need to smoke this shit. Yeah. Man, is it possible no. you were that high off the two poles that maybe you imagined those people just showing yeah, up? Yeah, it was an oasis. Ever yeah, happened? Yeah. They looked at us and they're like, "Oh, hashish." I'm like, "Oh, look, see, they're cool." You know. <laughs> All of a sudden, the soldiers come riding up, and like, it was just really scary. It was one of the scariest moments of my life. Let me ask you a question: uh, We're two guys who don't smoke. Is it possible that maybe you should have taken an edible? <laughs> Well, you sound like an expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Mind blown out of wow. your bald head. But you had a very specific <laughs> dream, though. And so... It's like smoking. You know? Yeah. Like I just, it's, edibles are cool and all, but it's not the same thing. You guys don't smoke, so it's like the whole process is just like rolling a blunt and kind of <laughs> right. just passing it. It's like a social... It's like a ceremony. Wait, You're, where did you put the the guts for... It was a, it it was was a, a joint. A, oh, okay. They were joints. Yeah. And they were already rolled up like in my wallet. So you were almost... You almost so th- achieved that I almost high. achieved that high. Long story short, I get back to Miami, and I'm like, you know, because I was like, where am I going to move after this trip? Like, I had quit my job. I didn't have money. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, what am I about to do? And I get back to Miami, and I'm like, you know what? I was lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, 
who am I to say that my boss or these waitresses or these girls, like these models or whoever, who am I to say that they're bad people like, and that I hate them and I want to move because Miami sucks. Like, that's not the case. I think that the culture there at the time was just very vapid. And, and, and the humans involved in that scene kind of, like, fell victim to that, you know? And, and I, I felt like maybe they just needed to be, like, real back, you know? So I was like, man, how can I do this? How can I save Miami? And um, I don't know. I, I wanted to start with, like, women because I just felt like... Um, after traveling especially like when you're a girl and you're overseas or anywhere and you tell them you're from miami and you throw parties you're like oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay. i know i know you yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like okay all right i see and i'm like um that sucks you know yeah. like i i'm not telling people i'm from miami anymore this is horrible uh so i'm like why is it that women have that negative content uh connotation connotation yeah. in miami and it's because you know there are there were a lot of kept women who didn't have jobs and like you know the, you get everything for free if you're a good-looking girl in miami or like ever you know but it's like it's crazy and, and you just get used to this like lifestyle where it's just like people are like disposable and things it's just crazy so uh and 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 you don't work like there, there weren't a, like a lot of like that was the negative thought was that there's not a lot of working women in Miami they're like either models or whatever the fuck so I bet you could find some working women <laughs> yeah so that's like that's what like you know people people made jokes about or whatever and I was like no nah, that sucks I'm, I, I'm there's a lot of working women I'm gonna prove that to you right so you know I started never not working right so I'm like instead of like these girls posting like pictures of their bags or they're like lifting their shoe up a little bit with the crew so you could see the red bottom and all that stuff like what if I started posting about my work like, right. I'm going to start this business. I was like, yo, Miami's not that bad. I love it. It's great here. I don't like live. I don't like the music there and all, whatever. So why don't I just book people like Travis and people that I fuck with and do it at other spots? And so I started doing that. And then I what started. Were they, what were they, what were they um, playing at live at that time? Yo, like Tiesto. <laughs> Eric Marillo and like goddamn chain smokers. Like, I don't know, bro. Uh, a so, lot of like laser shows. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of laser shows or like... He, I'm not, I don't want to throw shade, but just, you know, like, like even hip hop, even like hip hop artists, mm -hmm. you know, just booking the, right, like, very, I'm like, very commercial. I'd be yeah. like, bro, can we, I'm like, yo, there's this guy, his name's Travis Scott. Like he's about to, this was before, this was before days before Rodeo job, right? right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Rodeo, <laughs> Rodeo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, yo, he's super tight. Like we should book him. And they're like, no. And I'm like, but what about we book him on a, maybe not on a Sunday. Maybe he's not big enough for that yet, but like a Wednesday or something, you know, like an off night. And they're like, oh, your ideas are cute. Like whatever. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to bring him out and, and put him in this little place that I used to own with my friend. And um, so I did that. And my boss was like, oh, you can't do other events. And I'm like, wait, wait we're not even open on this night. Like, why? And you don't want to book the kid. Like, why not? And they're like, sorry, uh, you can't work here and do your own stuff. So I was like, all right, peace out. And I just started doing my own, my own thing. And I was really hungry for a little bit there because, you know, I was traveling. I didn't have any checks coming in. And then now I'm just starting this business on my own. Um, but it's, it, it, it was like the most exciting thing for me. Like I was just finally doing something like that I felt proud of, like that I was excited about. I was fucking with people that I wanted to fuck with. Like yeah. the, the music that I wanted to play was playing. Um, I was seeing that like after a while we actually had like a, I used to do this party FDR Monday. So it was like three years in a row at the Delano or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like the best party. Uh, it was like live on Sundays and then my party, you know? So after a while, we became kind of, we were put in a position where we could play a song and that song would break and like be on the radio. That's in a crazy. Of weeks. Like what songs? 
like uh, uh, Mamacita, mm-hmm. like like days before rodeo. We we were like definitely the ones, the first ones playing those songs. Well, how did you find Travis? Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Norma. Or did Travis find you? Mm. We, we kind of found each other. So my friend Norma was like, "Yo, there's this kid. Um, he's a, he's gonna be doing like a in store at unknown LeBron store, or whatever. Like we should do something like an after party with him or whatever." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I started listening. I was like, "Dude, this guy's lit. Like I love his music, whatever." So he came and did the party at my spot. And I just remember at one moment and, and during the night, like I look across the table. I'm standing on a couch, like hanging onto some piece of furniture. He, I look across the room and he's hanging on to the chandelier and we're like, oh, we're best friends. <laughs> and like after that, it was just like I didn't any brand that I worked with or any client I had that was like, yo, here's our budget. Who should we book? I was like, Travis Scott. Like, because for me, he, you could not book a better person if you were. For, he's a director of vibes, too. Like, Travis is. Exa- Wait, there's, there's two directors of vibes? There might be three. <laughs> Am I the third? No, no, no. You're assistant. Calm down. Calm down. No, but you know, I was like, dude, this guy is like a sure thing every time. Like, you're never going to book Travis Scott and not have a, a, a the most like energetic, yeah. wild mm-hmm. time. Right. You right. know? Um, Who else do you or, like, like seeing live at that time? Uh, man. I uh, who was I? I I I booked Migos for my birthday nice. that year. I uh, thought they were awesome. Um, I don't know. I just I did so much. I just I McConan. That was right when Going Up on a Tuesday dropped. Um, How did you know. get in touch made in with- Tokyo? Like made in Tokyo. Like that's a perfect example. And he's so sweet, by the way. Yeah. So like I'm getting my first plaque for in the music industry from him for uber everywhere because i found we we do new music mondays playlist mm-hmm. and um so my girl colby curates the playlist or whatever and in the group in our group chat for the agency um which reminds me of like we have to go back and talk about how the never not working thing actually like mm-hmm. transform yeah, yeah. shit yeah. but the girls of the agency you know they were like yo did you listen to the playlist like this one song is lit and i'm and because i had just done a partnership with uber so baby mel was like yo jules you got to play this song and like and promote your uber code so <laughs> i was like oh man this song's awesome you know and uh it, it like nobody knew about it. I couldn't believe that like Uber had a, like approached this kid and made a commercial or like I just was like, yo, how does nobody know about this song? Uber's a phenomenon. This is crazy. Um, so whatever, I was doing a party in Wynwood and I had Virgil DJing, and I was like, man, I really want to just kind of like fly this Uber everywhere kid out if he's down. And I just hit him up on DM on Twitter. And I was like, yo, have you ever performed before? And he was like, no. And I'm like, where are you from? He's like, Atlanta. I was like, dude, you're trying to fly to Miami? Like, I'll get your flight right now. And he was like, yeah, fuck that, let's go. So I was like, word. And I flew him out and. I invited the Uber reps to the party and he performed the song like Virgil Virgil was just saying this the other day like yo it's so crazy I didn't even know who, who he was like you know nobody did <laughs> but now obviously the song went platinum right. and he's just so like I've worked with so many people and you'd be surprised like um, just like how much thank you means you know right. like I would do so much for free just because I fuck with someone, you right. know, but it's like all, all it takes is like being appreciative and saying thank you. And so that actually doesn't happen a lot. Right. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you know this. I feel like I say thank you a lot. So no, no, everybody, not, not, you, not maybe you. we say thank you. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's so many more people out there who just want a check and want like 
don't think farsighted and they right. don't. They just, you know, yeah, like yeah. people would like that real quick. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and they should have been raised by our mom. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh wait, how? Who's older? I'm older. You're older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three and a half so years funny. difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm cuter. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, yeah, but anyway, so so Malcolm Bummer. called me. That's his real name, made in Tokyo, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yo, hey Jules, I just wanted to say thank you again. Like, by the way, um, I'm sending you a plaque." And for Uber everywhere, I was like, "No way! Like that's a, that's that's the awesome. Yeah, shit anyone's ever done like, and how motivating is that going to be for me in 2017? Like, in my office, I have a plaque, and I'm like, I'm, I just started a record label, and I just signed my first artist, and I'm signing three more, and we just dropped our project. And it's like that's going to be so motivating. Like, you know, I don't know, whatever. So, so women are cool. uh, <laughs> never not working. Never not working. So I was like, bro, if we post about working like cornballs. Maybe we could start a trend. You well, know? how how big was your social following at that point? Not big. It was like, I don't know, like a hundred thousand or something. Uh, well, I mean, that's or like you know, in comparison, yeah, yeah, right. it was considerable. But yeah. I wasn't like extremely. I mean, I was like very influential in my city, but not on a large scale. You know, mm-hmm. so I was just like, hey, go to this meeting. Oh my god, never not working. Like wow, at the gym, never not working out. You yeah, know? yeah, like everything was like pushing productivity yeah um because that was another thing in miami too that i was very kind of like i felt a little bit annoyed with was like you know people are lackadaisical it's paradise it's it's hot yeah people just don't like to to do like heat games late yeah like like uh, yeah (laughs) yeah oh my god i have the worst story about that go ahead anyways i showed up to the fourth quarter of the championship game no that you're fourth quarter you are a terrible person yeah Yeah. i was anyways uh, yeah they were but they won but they won a story afterwards <laughs> that was super fun but no so you know i started hashtagging whatever and it, i picked up like i saw puff used it a couple other people started using it and then next thing you know like had like millions of impressions and i saw i mean like fuck with the social media stuff but in real life i saw a major change like, in you or with other in women? myself okay i felt like i was talking about being this hard-working woman so i couldn't ever slack so it was kind of like pressure on myself and I was Snapchatting my entire life. So um, you can't like fake that right. on Snapchat. Like, right. you know, it's 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 real. I mean, now you can. Now you probably could. <laughs> because you can put up saved videos. So you can exactly. always be working, always but working, really yeah. sleep for 14 hours of the day. <laughs> exactly. You could be always sleeping and on Snapchat, never not working. But um, whatever, I saw the way that women and men... Uh, the way the, the way that I they interacted with me changed. So like in like guys, for instance, instead of coming up to me and be like, "Yo, ma" or whatever they were saying before, uh, now, now they'd be like, "What's up, Jules? Like, Miss, you know, pleasure to yeah, meet yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firm handshake. Like, uh, I really admire what you do. How can we work together?" And I was like, "Oh shit, all right. <laughs> this is like a vibe. That's yeah. how I want guys coming up to me." And then girls went from like, "Can you take me to Drake's table?" to like hey when can we get coffee or lunch and like i want to talk to you about this idea at at drake's table i want to talk to you about this idea that i have and i was like that's awesome these are productive conversations i think i think that too is another thing that uh that people don't understand is that like not everything is like working your way up it's like deciding that you're going to be that title and then living that like so i went to film school right when i was in college Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i want to be a director but the the way to be a director is not to like start being a pa and then like concentrate on like being a grip because like being a grip is its own like boss right Mm -hmm. like you will like be doing lighting 
for your career. But if you want to be a director, you direct. Right. So, so for but you, the old heads would argue with us on of, that. You of know? course. And 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 people like us because we are like. The, I don't know how old you guys are, but I mean, regardless, everyone in this room, we're the kids of the internet. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, why the fuck would we like go get coffee for a year or like work up to be you exactly what you said? Like the kid, what, right. what is the internet? The internet is a place where you anybody could say that there's something. Right. Anything. So you could be doing that and just be bullshitting or you could like really put it out there. Like I said, I had an agency before I even had an agency. Yeah, but the, the point was that you were not only saying you were doing something, but you were, you were going to. Yeah, yeah, like you didn't, you didn't just say, hey, I'm going to be like the grip of vibes. You said, I'm going to be a director. <laughs> That's right. Exactly yeah, right. Exactly right. So, um, so, <laughs> you're in Miami. You're back in Miami, and now you are a boss, and you're you're doing your thing down there. Yeah. Awesome. Do you still get that sense that you're like, oh, the city is like too small, too small, and I have bigger aspirations? Uh, actually, um, no. Like my goal was to just stay in Miami and like have that be my base and bring every everything to me, you know. So because I felt like I still feel this way. I mean, Miami is like evolving. Like it's crazy. Brickell City Center, Wynwood Design District, like the the different culturally relevant neighborhoods that are popping up and kind of like the art and um, the fashion like we never had i mean look kith is there now yeah. mm-hmm. people never cared to come to miami before it was like oh why am i gonna bring my brand to this place where people don't know how to dress right but that's not the case anymore and people are like uh, starting to recognize that um it sucks that politically there's some bs going on to where like we can't be like we we have like we don't give tax breaks mm-hmm. for um film right. or television mm-hmm. so uh i think it's a conspiracy and i think that like the people in atlanta who own the film industry are paying our government in miami and florida to not give tax breaks so that all the stuff gets filmed in atlanta instead um but that's just my thought so that's it's not a conspiracy uh that's pretty just like there no it's pretty straightforward yeah it's pretty straightforward it's, i mean yeah. but it's like it's it's fucked up but whatever so because for that reason i don't think we're growing in film Right. right now but yeah. everything it's, else it's like, like ballers and that's it <laughs> yeah, ball, yeah. and ballers left oh do they really yeah why would they film there they went to LA now why would they film there if they have to they don't get a tax break because you know? the storyline depends on it <laughs> yeah they pretend it's like everybody pretends it's all lies uh, they're nah, sleeping but, 14 hours a day so, <laughs> so the fucking so whatever so the uh, the fashion scene and the music scene there like there's so many talented artists there's so like, it's just awesome and I think that Miami is going to continue to like just get way cooler um, um do you find that so most yeah. people, um, most Miami talent is from Miami or do they come to Miami? I think a lot are from Miami, yeah. Have you been to uh, Finger Licking? Yeah, it's overrated. Sorry. Oh, oh, no. If you guys want the best chicken in Miami, you've got to go to the Crunchy Chicken Spot on 14th in Washington. It looks like a gas station with no gas pumps because I, it's a bodega. That's dope. But... It's the best fried chicken you'll ever have in life. I never thought that Khaled's chicken spot would be the best spot, but I just needed to know. I mean, we the best. Yeah. Um, Dude, <laughs> we the best. Yeah. But um, <laughs> have you have you been to... But I need to move. Have you been to Wingstop? Have you been... Wingstop? Yeah. Wingstop. Yes. Wow, you even forgot what it was. Yeah, yeah. no, because it, it just meant... I was thinking of Rick Ross. I was thinking, yeah. wait, which rapper is Wingstop again? Yes, uh, yeah, it's Rick, Rick Ross. Um, yeah, no. Have you been to Puff's house? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. and have you taken your shoes off and worn his like you know? Don't they have like a the little slippers, slippers and yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really cool. So like, as you uh, if you say you have your own slippers, res- <laughs> as you become more respected in the industry, you get to keep your shoes on. Is oh. that right? But why would you want to? 
well, uh, just because the stunt a little <laughs> bit, you know, like or like everybody else is wearing slippers. And you're like, yeah, I've been here before. It's my man's house, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping my shoes on. We right. cool. So right. like, I, you know, at first I used to have to take my shoes off, but um, you've earned your way up. The I kind of like earned my way up. To, like, How many my times have you been there? Like, uh, I mean, anybody who like goes out in Miami it, it has been to Puff's house. Like well, he's a, he's the ultimate you're host. You're so over it. <laughs> uh, like I'm so tired of being invited to Mr. Combs's house. <laughs> no, but he's like, he's the ultimate host, and he's always doing something cool. And um, and it's a great space for a lot of people. It's not like I'm over there just kicking it. It's like for events, you know. Yeah. Well, or I mean, look, we've we've had a lot of people on here who have talked about like going there like late night, and there's his private chef who's just like cooking at all hours. Have you had like all the time, and you could just walk in. And tell the chef what you want, and they cook it for you. It's amazing. It's like whatever you want. It's like a dream. That's, that's like a dream come true. See, that's more cl- that's closer to my dream than smoking in the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> what, just ordering whatever you want at Puff's house. Yes, Fact. wearing my shoes in Puff's Dude, house. And yeah. it's, no, it I would wear crazy. the slippers. It gets crazy there when I'm the sure. sun comes up. I'm sure. Dude, there's been times where I found myself like looking around, like what the fuck? <laughs> what am I doing here? I gotta go. Like wow, sun's up. Like people are. Ooh, and then wow, you jump on your jet really ski and like you that. go. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, have you have you been to uh, Cool and Dre's studio? Uh, yeah, I have been to Cool and Dre's studio. I've been so um, I I just started doing a lot more in music, I guess. So I've been kind of going learning about like the whole studio world yeah. recently, and uh, I really like Circle House. Um, what is that? Circle House is a studio uh, in Miami as well. That's like a, a legendary. Stu- I mean, like Wayne, like everybody records there. Yeah, and uh, it's cool. There's like a pool. It's a vibe. And <laughs> Shake uh, Shake recorded Trust Nobody there, which is like her first kind of like hit or whatever. Yeah. So um, the first night we met. So that was that's a special place for me. But that's- yeah. I, so to go back to like Miami and like, do I think it's I need to move? I do think I I, I need to move, but it, it's Why? unfortunate because. I for so long was like I'm not gonna be one of those people that reps my city until I get on and then leave that's fucked up people do that all the time it's so lame um and so I didn't I stayed this whole time I've stayed but I just counted um I've taken 150 flights this year it's a lot and I pay rent for a really nice place and um I'm there like maybe three days out of the month right and it's because all my business meetings or events or whatever take place in mostly either like new york or la right so really like i'm just putting a strain on myself and like doing way too much for no reason just because i want to stay in miami and rep miami right um well is your is your family mostly based down there yeah so my family's in tampa Okay. They, they live in Tampa. I so just bought like, my first what, three house hours there. Away, right? Yeah, like four hours away. Yeah. And uh, but my team, my so I'm just trying to figure out. I'm in a transitional period right now, you know. So I, I mean, have a, like a haircut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where do I want to move. Is it New York? Is it LA? I'm leaning towards New York because because my we best have a spare bedroom. Are here oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And you guys have a spare bedroom, and <laughs> no, my assistant of vibes is located yeah. here. So like, oh, right. I need you by my side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh. But but I'm like, do I bring my team with me or do I keep my office in Miami? Like, like you know, it's a, it's a lot of big decisions, and it's crazy because like as a young entrepreneur, like there's no rule book for this shit. No. You know, like well, a, I, well, or so, maybe there is. No, listen, we have we have a mutual friend, Sycamore. Yes. Who again? We've known him for a decade. Now. I love that you know Sycamore. Oh, he's our yeah. guy. That's my and, brother. You know, when he 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 was ahead of the curve in that, like he had an agency mm-hmm. um, about. Seven, seven, eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And he made that big move to Los Angeles and wasn't sure whether to bring his team, mm-hmm. who, by the way, all those guys have made it to like 
yeah, you know, different levels of the Damn, industry. Who yeah. was on it? I'm, that's so interesting. Who uh, was on his Justin Pease was there. Uh, Hovain was there. Right. Um, I feel like maybe somebody else. Yeah. What do you say? You're getting a juice. Yeah. Yes, juice. Yes. Juice. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but Sycamore is somebody who like you know juice. I'm sure has a lot of anybody who's listening to this needs to know one thing. Sycamore is a fucking living legend. Uh, like if people listen to this podcast, they've heard his episode. Yeah. So hopefully. Yeah. So. yeah they, that guy, um, there's not a lot of people left like him in, in the music industry, at least. Um, just like so solid and just like always willing to give advice to like whoever. Anybody right. could ask him a question and he'll like take his time and really dissect the answer. And uh, he really just is like so amazing. Also, yeah. some I'm of his the biggest best, fan. Some of the best uh, eyewear in the gle- in the game. He does. Yeah, ah, clean all the time, <laughs> yeah. and the best photos too. Well, also, we just did a photo. Ex- he just did his first yeah, photo exhibit with yeah. me for Basil. Um, awesome. The last time we saw him, uh, we stopped by Epic, and he was uh, carrying around a backpack that had like a tube of like blueprints in it, and it's like. Don't know, but yeah, sure. He looked like an explorer. <laughs> yeah, he, he exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a vibe. Yeah, he's he's a vibe, and and he and he actually gave me a pep talk yesterday before my interview with Fast Company. He was like, "Yo, he's the one that the only reason why I know how many flights I've taken was because Sycamore's like, yo, talk." I'm like, "Yo, any advice?" Well, he's like, "Talk about how much you move." Like, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, I don't even know how much I move. Let me find out." He's like, "Go find out how many flights you've taken this year. I bet you it'll be surprising." I'm like, "Wow, I spent half my year literally in a plane." Um, Did he see you before or after you got your haircut? He still hasn't. Oh, seen. okay, gotcha. Um, so, wait, yeah, you... I didn't tell my guy either. I just Max. I didn't tell. I kind of just was like, uh, he like walked into the restaurant and he was like, <laughs> he's like, no heads up. Like you weren't gonna give me a heads up. I was like, nah, babes. That's just that's no. just how I move. It's just yeah. how I move. You know. Just you wait gotta, till he shaves his head. Get, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nah. He's got to tell me. We got to keep the dreads intact. Um, <laughs> Um, wait, so I was going to ask you, oh, do you, do you recognize any of the stewards or stewardesses on the planes? Uh, sometimes I get the same ones when I'm flying out of like, uh, Atlanta and Miami. Yeah. But, um, so what Sycamore is good at is helping, uh, like people put their ideas on paper. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, he works with people like Travis who are these great minds and, and, it's really important for artists to have that type of person in their corner that's going to say, yes, all this is great. Let's write it down and figure out how we're going to get to point A, from point A to point B. And um, I've never been good at that. I'm not a very organized person. I'm just like the idea guy and then I've girl, whatever, and then I figure it out. Um, but so, yeah, he was like, yo, just... He's like, talk about how you like created your own business model for whatever. And I'm like, damn, what is my business model? So I was like sitting down in my journal yesterday, kind of just like mapping stuff out, trying to figure out. I was like, damn, I kind of did do this. <laughs> Pretty nice. You know? Um, but yeah, I took LSD with him. And? It was, for the, it was the only time I ever did. It was amazing. Where did you take it? So our friend, oh, we have a mutual friend, OT. She's an actress. She's awesome. And uh, she was filming in Puerto Rico. And we and she was wrapping her show. And we went to, I was like, yo, I'm about to go fly and see OT. He's like, yo, I'm going to I'll fly there too and surprise her. And I was like, no way, let's go. So we go. And I had this, uh, I had acid in my wallet from somebody who gave it to me in D.C. I hosted a festival. What do you mean somebody gave it to you? Well, a you friend so of a friend. trusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad, actually. Um, <laughs> but I've, I'm blessed because I should be dead. Like, I have done way too many stupidly trusting things. Like, just gotten cars with strangers. Like, you don't even want to know. So, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm here. I'm alive. It's awesome. Right. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, somebody, somebody gave me 
LSD in, in DC and I was like man I really again like trying to find myself gotta take this you know Rocky says it's like a breakthrough <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I'm like damn when is the right time it never felt right I had it in my wallet for like um, are you gonna touch that thing the whole time well no because I'm adjusting the, the, the volume oh okay it wasn't just like oh this is where it's comfortable <laughs> it's just like if you're off mic I'm turning you up and if you're close I'm by, like I'm damn that down. seems tedious um uh, anyways, so yeah, I was like, damn, you know, you have to wait for the perfect time to trip. Mm -hmm. So every, it just has never felt right. So then uh, when we finally, I'm like at this beach in Puerto Rico where we like climbed, drove, like went miles to get to this private beach area in Puerto Rico. And we're there and I'm like, wow, this is the most beautiful shit I've ever seen. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I have three acid tabs in my wallet and there's three of us here on this beach. We you need don't to take think this. It's right God's now, plan. Yeah. Destiny. Um, and OT was so nervous, and she was like, ah, "Like I don't know, Jules. No way. I'm not doing it." Sycamore was like, uh, "No, like, like." Had anybody you, taken acid before? None of us. Okay. And then Sycamore was like, "You know what, Jules? If you do it, I'll do it." I was like, "Boop." Teamwork. Teamwork. I, I did it. He did it. Me and him were uh, like 15 minutes into the trip, just start smiling <laughs> like we have seen like God. In person. Was it actually 15 minutes or was it like four hours? It was like, I don't even know. Who knows? But I was like, I was like crying from laughing so hard. Mm. So meanwhile, OT is like looking at us like, damn, I want to laugh and cry. You know, she's like, fuck it. All right, give and it to me. You were like too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, go sit, go yeah. sit and we be sober over there. Not on the like, same All right, cycle. loser. Yeah. Go to um, so we did, we all did. And it was like the most magical experience of my life. Like when I tell you, I saw the stars. I saw, I swear on everything I love. I saw Mars with my bare eyes and I knew it was Mars. Did you hit Rocky and just be like, you were right? Yeah, I was like, bro, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, um, did you acid test? Like, I don't know what drunk testing, but like... When, when you you don't when you're when you're on text. LSD you don't yeah. even look at your phone I mean because there mean, is no me, phone whoa yeah, I mean, phones are man-made devices and all you have is like, is you and God right yeah no, I swear it sounds crazy I mean it sounds like whatever but I mean you really feel how do you I, I can't not to sound corny but like you feel like love like a love for the earth for the sand for the stranger walking by you like you, you just feel this like overwhelming emotion of like love flowing through you do you think that you should take lsd before you look at your mentions on <laughs> on twitter <laughs> no fuck twitter no i'm just kidding um no please don't do that don't take uh, guys lsd should be like reverted to at, at or refer whatever the fuck Curated. as a as a, a religious experience, yeah, mm -hmm. it should be viewed as that. You so, should take it as a journey. Like, don't abuse it. It's a kids that are out there, like my kids that are out there, strictly doing it every weekend. It. It's bad for your brain. Your mind is still growing. With Sycamore like, and OT, yeah, just yeah. do it with me and Sycamore. Okay. <laughs> um, wait. So, uh, in high school, though, like, what were you like? Um, like this. Uh, uh, like, scatterbrained or yeah yeah um very hyper okay i mm -hmm. did everything track basketball chorus drama like did you pass your driving club. test the first time it's a great question yeah i think i did all right shouts nice to you dodge south yeah. uh, my first car was stick shift i was i thought you were out like, here i mean miami or, or tampa wait did you grow up tampa. in tampa okay oh, wait, i mean yeah. uh, wherever you were in florida that's you have to drive everywhere right i mean that's yeah. not yeah, you have to drive. I was a, that's a, uh, I, and that's why, like, man, I don't want to get into this because I'm, I'm going to say some stuff will get me in trouble. But Kanye is, is uh, I remember when I first got my car, um, College Dropout came out. Yeah. And I just, that, that album is such a pivotal 
moment and my like it brings back such memories because my first car I had my license it was my first time being free yeah. you know my parents were super strict i could never go to school dances i could never party i could really? not drink alcohol we're hispanic by the way mm-hmm. and my you Your know his parents are like from footloose hispanic <laughs> hispanic people what I mean, it, it's there's, fine. There's You're a young. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it all right? Weird. Uh Tom Cruise? No, no. Uh, we can, we can, uh, Kevin Bacon. Right. Yeah, we Kevin can just Bacon? move on. It's no, fine. all right, we can move <laughs> I'm on. I'm just old. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, uh, I do. I never get cultural references before like '98, maybe. What was the first thing that like, re- like why, why '98? Uh, because I was adopted when I was eight. Wow. So I kind of like it's this weird thing that I kind of just like. Uh, don't remember a lot of things before that because I think I purposely right. Just well, real quick, yeah. don't choose to. Do you care to find or have you found your? Yeah, I know. I know my family. And is that was that important to you? Uh, it was, man. No, because I was adopted when I was eight, so mm-hmm. I was kind of like over it. Yeah. you know, I already knew them. But um, for me, it was important to find my sister. Mm-hmm. My my blood sister, like we had got separated, and I had like a birthday for her every year we like we would have a cake and like i'd invite my friends we'd celebrate her birthday and we'd take the toys and donate them to like foster homes and stuff and it was like my dream and my wish every christmas birthday whatever anytime i blew out a candle or prayed i was like one day i hope to see my sister and um when i turned 18 we we were in tampa and i was like yo i'm 18 i won't be offending anybody like it's my decision now if i want to contact them and uh i like called every last name of mine in the phone book or whatever and ended up finding her and after I found her I like reconnected with my my birth mother and like a couple years later I moved to Miami and I was on Facebook and I got a message from a girl claiming to be my sister she had my birth father's last name and I was like damn seems legit says Capuzo like shit so I call my mom my mom's like well honey you know don't don't forget you're getting kind of popular like people might be trying to scam you and I was like for what I'm not rich like who scam me for what you know so my mom was really weary about me going to meet them but it turned out I had 11 brothers and sisters living right like 30 minutes away from me and I've spent kind of like the past two what was this three years ago spent the past like two to three years really getting to know them wow and uh it's been awesome because you know you grow up and you you don't see people you guys can't relate um but you don't see people that look like you it's like it's it's not sad like whatever it's just weird you know to finally see somebody that looks like you and you're like wow we all have the same chin and like you know like these this is my blood like yeah, this is what my I've, family looks like i bet it's very meaningful yeah it was really cool you know and then just like kind of picking up on little mannerisms i'm like oh i do that you mm-hmm. know or or whatever and it's cool because the girls are um they're close to me in age, so I have a brother that I grew up with, but our, our he's adopted as well by my family. We have like ten year age difference, so we weren't really like I oh I love kids and I always wanted him like to be friends with him and like hang out with him and stuff. He's a gamer and like he wasn't really fucking with me, you know. So um, I finally have these sisters that are like close to my age. They like hip hop, like they think I'm so cool because I throw these parties. Like I get them into Trey song concerts. I they're like one day Chris Brown posted a picture with me and my sisters all text me literally like one second with each other. oh my god like all like one second of each other and um you know so it's cool it's been it's been fun getting it. and so that's like one of my new year's resolutions too is to kind of focus more on family you know yeah no like i mean that's we we get caught up in work and we don't really that, never not working yeah we don't yeah. really do that so so can you talk about this 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 label situation that you have now and like how you evolved into being actually 
a part of the music business. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I haven't really talked about the label with anyone, so this will be a first because I wanted to kind of just keep it low key until I started. I don't. I just like doing things. Obviously, I like talking about the things I do because I'm like the most ruthless self promoter since Puff. <laughs> but um, I, I don't really like saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this," or I just want to do it and then talk about it. But um, I guess I could talk about it because we released our first project and it's on the charts right now, which is pretty sweet. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Thanks. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the progression from just, I, like you said, in high school, I was all over the place. So I had a bunch of different friends and I always loved music. I was always like, I always loved sneakers. I always loved hip hop. And I went to like, I went to a high school where there weren't really a lot of hip hop parties or whatever going on or I don't know. So I started throwing parties and um, I was like, man, this is profitable. And then that led me to miami which led me to where we are now but but what happened was those songs that we were playing in the club you know i would tell the djs like i had a list of 20 songs like every night that we had an event i'd be like yo make sure you guys have these songs so i didn't realize it at the time but i was pushing records mm -hmm. you don't realize it you know and um well because you don't think you had that much influence yeah i no, i was just like telling the, the djs to play my favorite songs and then next thing you know i'm friends with trav and he's about to release his first album and i'm like yo you know what are you doing for the release and he's like oh i think the label has something planned and they really didn't have much planned so you know me and sycamore whipped up a, a five city um kind of like marketing play where we did like this rollout um and i didn't realize what it was for me i was just throwing parties for my friend to celebrate his album you know but uh a couple of those instances happened and then finally i realized like wow what i'm doing is actually um work and it's something that people get compensated for it's a form of a and r it's like you know it's a lot of things that i didn't realize at the time that it was um and people like sycamore would tell me like yo you, you know this is what you're doing i'm like oh shit you're right <laughs> um but anyways i've I had this playlist and I've, i found this song and i was proud by shake at 070 shake mm -hmm. i was like damn this song is fire and i look at the plays it's like 300 plays and i was like what like this should be way more yeah so then yeah. i go look on her soundcloud first of all i thought she was a dude um it's because she said her voice is just so deep and like different and i, I listened to she had like three or four songs on soundcloud and i listened to them and it was like a bryson tiller exchange she did like a, or she or don't whatever one of those bryson tiller songs she remixed it and like bodied it and then another one was swerving or whatever so she had like three or four up and I, they were all good and and she was like completely unknown i'm like how the fuck is this possible so i'm like looking for i'm like yo do anybody so we read we wrote a blog about the playlist and and we wrote uh 070 shake he's from new jersey uh. and so i get a tweet on twitter and it's like damn when at yes jules thinks you're a guy <laughs> and i'm like oh my god this is 070 shake and it's a girl holy shit that's even cooler than i thought you know because it's like yeah, if it's a guy that made the song, whatever, but because it's a girl and she sounds like a guy, kind of. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Shake. I was like, that's really awesome. And she's beautiful and she's gay. I was like, this girl's an anomaly. You know, so I slide in her DMs. I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry. Like, let me FaceTime you or whatever. So we get on FaceTime and when we got, we, I was just like, yo, how long have you been making music? She's like, um, I really was just going to like, I don't know, put her in touch with some people or whatever. But that initial FaceTime call something just told me like yo this girl needs your help yeah. like you should really work with her so i couldn't sleep that night and i just kept thinking about 
her and it's so weird i sound like a fucking creep right now like a rapist <laughs> or whatever. because your hoodie i was up. thinking about her right. the whole zesty. night zesty. Uh, no. yeah so then the you next say day zesty yeah <laughs> obsessed obsessed yeah. or zesty yeah. or, or like yeah. same yeah. shit yeah uh so i was like bro um come to miami like let's meet I, i'm like i don't really know um what i'm doing i've never managed an artist before i don't even know if i should be your manager but i know that i know a lot of people and i i can produce and i would like to just see what the vibe is you know so she came she's like all right cool and she had only been making music for three months i was like this girl's been making music for three months and every song that she's made like the five songs she's made are all good i'm like this girl is a star for sure she came to miami and she was mad quiet and like introverted it was like agenda time so there's mad people around like little wayne and all these people are stopping by my booth and like she's not even interacting with anyone i'm like damn this is gonna be tough maybe she's not a star you know <laughs> so then i had a party that night at fdr which is like super low ceilings by the way i've mm-hmm. never seen anybody get my party more lit than myself and we're at, at my party and i'm moving around she's in the corner and i'm like damn this girl's kind of boring <laughs> and uh I'm on the mic and all of a sudden Migos were there that night actually or S- I don't know somebody was there and I'm on the mic and all of a sudden I turn around and this bitch is crowd surfing in in my party that has never been crowd surfed in before <laughs> at ceilings. the Delano with right. low ceilings like I was like I looked up at the sky and I was like oh my god this is it because I always you know I've thought about working with Trav and like a couple other people but you know what sucks is like um being a girl right working with men Right. Because wh- even if the guys don't hit on you or whatever, there's a gr- a woman in their life that doesn't want you know. Right. It's always a fucking problem, and right. it's just like so annoying. And it's like it doesn't matter how hard you work or whatever. There could be there's always going to be that underlying like issue, you know, of like whatever. Yeah. So I was like, dude, one day I'm going to find a girl that and that I'm passionate about, and I'm going to work with her, and that's going to be like my sister forever, you know. And I was like, damn. In that moment, I was like, I found her. Like this is this is great, and um. Yeah, so with that being said, we fucking signed a management contract. I flew her and her whole, because she was like, yo, by the way, there's like 13 more of me. I was like, what? That's crazy. (laughs) So she was like, yeah, they're all sick. They're super talented. They've all been doing music longer than me. They're the reasons why I started making it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cute, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, your friends can rap too. Right, right. So then- She's like, they're called state property. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, bro. Um, But no, when I met the kids, I was like, I mean, blown away. Like I've never. What are they called? Oh seven oh. Okay. They reminded me of like I mean it's like just the energy of like Wu Tang ASAP like just but something even special like just. And she's from New Jersey. Yeah. We're in New Jersey. Uh, North Bergen. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So long story short, I brought them to South by Southwest. Um, we made some waves out there. Like people were fucking with their whole vibe, their music. Like, and I don't know. All in a matter of like five months, we go. We got. We. I was in the meeting with like you know. I didn't re- realize how many people I knew in the industry. Like I had this artist. I was posting about her, and then all of a sudden, people from Rock Nation were hitting. Like Emery was like, "Yo, Jules, what's yeah. up? Like, yo, what's yeah. up with your artist? Come by the office." I was like, "Word." And then you know, I have sick of epic like yo this girl's dope and he sycamore came and met them and was like yo you really got something here like and then you know um i had meetings with every major label in the industry like in one week and then kanye reached out and was i've actually never told this story publicly um or like even really confirmed that she signed to good music so it's crazy but uh yeah he i i remember it was around the time of easy season the first show or the second show whatever i went i went in for a fitting and it was mad awkward. And I was, I don't get nervous around anyone, but like Kanye is really um, 
for me in the beginning when I first met him he's really intimidating mm. so I was like damn it's really intimidating in here there's like all these high fashion people in here I'm fucking thick I'm not gonna fit into any of these clothes like let me put on some music so it was Matt Quiet so I, I started playing Shake Song and um Pusha was in there and he was like yo what song is that and I was like oh it's uh it's this girl Shake blah 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 and you know kind of like the rest is history i guess ferg i was also playing the, the music for him and i guess he played it again so a couple of people brought her music to his attention and then next thing you know we have a deal with good music and now i'm about to sign the second artist to them and um shout out to steven victor yeah, yeah. shout out to steven victor bro so he just got married yesterday too right? congratulations yeah. congratulations yeah. um so so that's certainly would you say the high point of your year uh that was one of them i mean lsd might be the other right yeah yeah it's been such an amazing year i think definitely like my first time seeing her perform on tour with the 1975 just like seeing this girl that literally i I had known for less than a year and like all of a sudden we're in in an arena and like there's like fifteen thousand people with like their lights in and i'm like what like sometimes it doesn't even feel real you know and then just kind of webster hall this past week was like the most incredible shit like i've never seen a concert like that i mean i'm just so excited so anyways to backtrack um the label so being more involved and kind of like you know i've worked with other labels on artist project like over the year just aside from shake i've been hired to like put together a a, a listening event or like a like a release party or you know put stuff on my my blog and just push a song you know so i'm like damn should i keep signing artists to all these labels um when these labels are actually also reaching out to me to do things that they're not doing or capable of doing i don't know um why don't i just start my own shit and so that is kind of why I did that, you know, um, and just because I want the 070. I just want I just I feel like there's a lot of stuff that people don't know um, that goes on behind closed doors. And it's all fucked. Like the whole industry is fucked. And nobody gives a fuck about a 19 year old girl's health or like, you know, like people like literally people will still in this 2016 day and age, like drug a minor and have them sign a contract wait what it's literally crazy it still happens right now like it's it sounds like a bad 90s movie but it's like it happens every day and 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 people just don't care like and and not only that but the people that there are people that care maybe but they're so far removed from like our world that they don't know how to make it work like with like there's the industry's changing so fast like streaming you know what i mean radio is becoming more and more irrelevant so um you know you're you're only making money off your touring your merch whatever and you know artists just sometimes are so eager to just get a deal and it's just like, oh, it's because I think that that's what the holy grail was for so long. Like, gotta get a record deal, gotta get a record. Yeah, because they're just it, it offers like stuff. legitimacy, and they give you money, and yeah. yeah. But they're like, you know, then they sign a deal, a three sixty deal, and it's like, oh, wait, wait, what do you mean I don't get to keep my merch money? Right. And it's like, well, you didn't read that in the contract, you know? And so, so why, yeah. why would you trust your artist to go under, even if it is good music, that major umbrella? I didn't. Okay. I didn't want to sign. I would have been if it was up to me. We wouldn't have signed. I would. We would have been uh, independent. fully independent. Yeah. yeah, we would have done the chance vibe. Hmm. But um, Shake is very. She knows what she wants. She's very particular. She didn't want to sign either. But she's she's not like very impressed or like this girl's so special. She doesn't care about 
she's not on anyone's dick. I introduced her to like Timbaland, Usher, like whatever. She was unfazed by all of it. There's mm-hmm. only three people that she really cares about: their art, their opinion, whatever. And that's Lady Gaga, Kid Cudi, and Kanye. You know, and she's she's a fan of Abel too. So when when a girl, when a teenager's idol comes, you know, and is it's like, hey, I want, no. yeah, it's hard to say no. But I'm, you know, everything happens for a reason, and I'm really glad that um, it, it it happened because I've learned so much from just Steven and like just working with Def Jam, who's great and uh, whatever. But you know, it's just all giving me the tools that I need. Like, how would I have started my own label if I wasn't working so closely with other labels? You know, yeah. I wouldn't know what the, what the hell I'm doing. So, bought a couple books. I'm reading The Operator, like studying up on David Geffen and, and yeah. L.A. Reid. That's and a great like, book, by the way. Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah. And um, and and Maverick told me to read that because mm-hmm. um, he said I, you know, he reminded him of me or whatever. Um, but so yeah. So that so I'm like I just I just want the 1 a.m. to be the place for like not even just artists but eventually I want it to be a, a a hub for all creatives just come and get off like you know I just am good at connecting the dots and that's another part of directing the vibes like yeah, I, like is. people just stuff that people don't think about you know like I had a party canceled once because there was too many uh, ethnic people outside for the owner quote unquote ethnic yeah, yeah quote you're, un- you're saying it like quote yeah. unquote please right, right, don't. Right, right, right. So he like d- didn't open the doors for me. He like wouldn't. I, I the party was sold out. Like it was crazy. So the night of at midnight, he was like, "No, sorry, I can't. Like we can't open the doors." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I, have, I have paperwork. I paid a deposit. Whatever." So you know what I did? I hit up like every club owner I knew in Miami. Because I had three, three to six hundred people standing outside, and uh, they were like, "Yo, what do we do? Is the party canceled?" I'm like, "Wait, I'm gonna figure it out. Just wait." So I called like every venue owner that I knew, and then and then um, we moved the party. I got space last minute in Miami. They gave me like the hip hop room downstairs, and uh, it was like like a 10 minute drive from where we were and people were like oh uh, how do we get there uh, uh. so i was like oh my god so i called the head of uber marketing got fucking uber sent so it's like i did that in like 15 minutes and we moved the whole party over there and i had like new de- like everything in 15 you are minutes. a problem solver exactly yeah. so um i just want to do that for people like i, I like doing that yeah, i awesome. love like solving problems and just making shit happen and like i'll get an idea from anything like literally like i like i'll have i have an idea for a show for you guys already like you know and i'm like and in my head i'm like damn they should talk to vice or like you know so it would be like i just want i I just want to make it fun again because i I feel bad for artists i feel like it's uh it's like at some point they're going to be resentful towards the way that the system is working not in their favor you know and then what are we going to do we're not going to have good music anymore like it's going to suck for the world because music is such a powerful thing. Um, so, yeah. What, what music connected with you before Kanye? Um, my first uh, my first album was Shania Twain. Okay. <laughs> and uh, You want to know what? That does impress me. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This guy's amazing. Wow. He just hit me with the Shania Twain quote. Um, man, I feel like a woman. That's good. That was good. good. That was good. 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 Um, but, yeah, so that was that. Yeah, I wish I had another. Yeah. 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 Um, and Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and the, the Bodyguard soundtrack. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, not to get, like, sorry, it's hot. Not to get, like, uh. I don't know, sentimental or whatever. But music's important to me because anybody that's in the in the um, 
foster care system mm-hmm. yeah. know this or like DCF or whatever when you move from from home to home you like a person comes they knock on your door they're like oh here's a bag it's like a, usually a tr- maybe they've upgraded hopefully but before it was trash bags and like whatever you could fit in the bag you take with you to the next place um so at some point I just was like bro like f- I just you, you just stop taking the stuff with you so what I did always take with me though the one thing that i felt like i could have forever was my cds like i have my little cd case and my walkman and that was the one thing i had and i always listened to music all the time so i just felt like that was the one thing that really kept me like sane you know and uh i mean it's the one sense of like consistency yeah it was the one sense of consistency for me and so you know that's why it's super hurtful like when you know i get the hate that i get where people are like oh you're a culture vulture or you know you're just trying to take advantage it's like that's so far from what i'm here to do um that it's it's crazy but you know i i can't blame people because there are a lot of people out there taking advantage you know and um whatever i just have to keep doing what i do and just hope that one day they'll see my actions you know speak louder than words or or a dumb tweet that i might have tweeted when i was 19 uh but yeah but i mean like with the tweets i mean like and i don't i don't really know about them too much like i've seen like a couple like retweeted throughout the Mm -hmm. years but like isn't and I'm not, like, forgiving it, but I'm just saying, like, is it that people don't understand your sense of humor or, like, what? I don't under I don't know. Yeah, it was that they, they did it. It was, it was, like, when you told me to say, quote, quote unquote, yeah, that's, what, that's what I did. I was literally, and, it, and the tweet was in quotation marks, so you could see that one. There was, like, four tweets that were kind of, like, um, if you were to pull them up now, it would make me seem like I'm racist or something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, one of them was a quote from the Kardashians, uh, and it was, like, something about like black guys liking me or something but i thought like i thought it was funny and i put it in quotations and tweeted it because i thought it was just so ironic and um that got taken out of context and then another one was like uh black girls don't like me because black men do or something like that uh i don't know it was so stupid but it was like literally i was being like facetious or like you know i was like making fun of white girls with fat ass that don't understand why black women don't care for them much you know and i was kind of just trying to like make a joke out of it but i guess it's not funny so i and i i I apologize and i was 19 i'm 26 now and i'm like bro my team is like so diverse i could hire anyone why the fuck would i hire a a human that i don't support or like want to be around or am not a fan of the the culture they come from if i could spend that money on my mom or anything else you know um or whatever so yeah. I will I will say like, you know, uh Eric and I like we we've been accused of being culture vultures just because like, you know, we're Jews in the industry and it's just like, you know, I think that people use that term so loosely, so loosely yeah. and it's it's that's like sort of shitty like because there actually are vultures in the industry. Right. It just it's not based who, on skin color. Who could be any skin color? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like you, that's what it, it is. At first of all, I think we need to stop throwing that word around so loosely. Like I think that um like let's just go ahead and go straight. I'm going to cut to the, the guts yeah, of let's it. Do it. Hip-hop yeah. is a is a is a a culture for everyone that thank god was you know was started of course with african americans and comes like the roots of jazz and like so and like the 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 songs that they sang just to keep themselves sane when they had to come over here and 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 be enslaved and do stuff that they didn't want to do and it's really like evolved and turned into what we now have as hip-hop and whatever but um 
it's 2016. Like we've grown up in right. this era where we were listening to every everyone. You know, the hip hop started what in the 80s? I guess if you want to say it's debatable, but like, you know, I'm a 90s baby. I grew up listening to hip hop. I grew up loving sneakers. Like I'm, I don't, I'm a very much a part of the culture just as just as you guys are as yeah. as jewish kids from new york who have loved this music and and you know like really been a fan of it for so long and 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 just the same as anybody else as kehlani like you know it's crazy like why are we so focused on on like we're really just it's so sad because we're dividing ourselves more by focusing on on color where we shouldn't be focusing on the color like i grew up uh, i don't see a race i don't see race like i grew up i'm first of all i'm adopted by colombians i lived with all different families i was with a jewish family a catholic family episcopalian like you know what i mean so for me i'm, I'm not i don't see any of that and i don't really think that my sisters or like my friends really see those things and and maybe um <clears throat> I'm blessed and I live in this bubble where, you know, people are very accepting of one another. And I obviously there's a, a major problem where there's people that aren't accepting. So like, let's focus on those people who aren't. And like, let's focus, like instead of creating problems where there aren't real problems, I feel like. Well, okay. I, I just want to, um, and I, I shouldn't be making an argument that any uh, black person can make, but yeah. I feel like, and this might just be me, but I feel like, um, blacks in this country feel like they've so much has been taken away from them facts. right yeah. and so um for this one thing that they can hold on to like i understand like you know no, I Jews get it. Yeah. and and uh you know like everybody like can can sort of um can be taking from this and it's like not contributing to it but i do think that you know uh you know, some of us are, are out here like doing good things for the culture, right? I think exactly. So. And um, so I, I think that's that's my one statement. No, I think it's smart, and it's like, yo, even you know, I got pissed one day because it was like a couple years ago. I hosted a festival. I had braids in my hair, and uh, I got a lot of backlash for the braids. And I was like, bro, fuck you. It's a hairstyle. This and so that. But like, one person instead of screaming names at me and like calling me whatever and going to Twitter war with me. DM me a video and just said, hey, I see what you're going through right now. And I, I understand your frustration, but maybe you could understand ours by after watching this video. Cool. I took that was very like respectable. Let me check out this video. So I checked out the video and um, it was basically just explaining why it's offensive for for white women to wear their hair in braids, you know, to, to some black women out there. And it's because if I wear my hair in braids, it's a trend. If 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 a black woman, unfortunately, in certain areas in in our country, goes to work with braids, that they, she might get sent home for having a ghetto hairstyle, and it's fucked. Right, right. Like how frustrating to see like Kim Kardashian on the cover of a magazine. Like uh, Kim sets new braid trend. Like what the fuck? You know, like I get it. So after that, I had nothing to say about people having a problem with my braids. I get it. But you know what? I'm still gonna wear my braids because in the summertime it gets hot. My mom's been braiding my hair every summer. Like you know, I don't want to have a jufro popping out right. when I'm sweating, like hosting these festivals and right. stuff. So I I lay my hair down, you know. But I do understand where that anger comes from, and I will not be oblivious or um uh not empathetic about it you know and so i think it's just it's all about communication it's a conversation like you just made a great point and that thank you made me think <laughs> you know so it's really like yo if you're trying to get something done there's ways to go about it if you're trying to make a difference you're trying to like have somebody see something a certain way like you have to 
just let's educate one another instead of like hating one another so much and especially for me like the point you made about contributing there are tons of people who take from cultures and don't contribute but like i think i try pretty hard um to do my fair share and like our our agency's tagline is bridging the gap between cool and conscious and like we used to when i had more time we used to counteract every party or like like ticketed event that we did with um a a, a philanthropic project so it's like if we had a party on saturday we do hashtag lunch bag on sunday mm-hmm. if i had like an artist showcase then i went to, to to the school in overtown and spent time with the young kids in elementary school that want to be artists there and then brought flow rider by to talk to them about making music and brought lodge on slim and like you know like i i did this cool thing with gucci for basil where like he gave back to this uh this place for um uh, underserved like basically it's a facility that lets like kids come in and record music and stuff so that they'll they'll stay off the streets Mm -hmm. and so we did this like east atlanta santa saint brick challenge for vivo and it's like i with v i'm a partner with vivo i needed a piece of content with gucci my piece of content with Gucci could have been anything it could have been an interview right. it could have been us building a gingerbread trap house which was one of the plans um, <laughs> first of all great idea yeah yeah. or it could be Something us doing more, a yeah. St. Brick challenge where we have Gucci man start a, f- a, 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 a internet hashtag that makes people do three good deeds you know and we give these kids um we go buy video cameras for them to, to now make music videos for the songs that they're recording so they can market themselves right like those are the types of things that i like to do and so you know whatever i'm just gonna keep doing that and uh you know it is it's it's really sad it's scary what's going on in our country and it's like um it's definitely very serious and i think that if anything we should be coming together with the people who have voices that want to do something to make a change to make a change you know instead of like yeah i think it i think it's i think it's tougher than a conversation unfortunately but i you know it's whatever it's a lot it's it's a a sticky subject yes Yes. (laughs) um but uh we really appreciate you coming through. Yeah, thanks for having Congratulations me. on everything. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Having made it from walking around with, you know, all your belongings in a trash bag <laughs> to... <laughs> no, to really... To, to, to uh, Balenciaga. Still walking around yeah, you know? with, like, mad trash bags. No, but, like, like, look at you now. Yeah, no, it's been a... It's been a interesting year to say the least and um, I'm excited or ride journey not over yet yeah, yeah no it's not I'm excited uh, Bali we'll yeah what are you guys doing for New Year's I don't I know mean, we can head to Bali we can go yeah you get the LSD tabs and we'll meet you there I have yeah. them <laughs> right now in my bag <laughs> I'm a big fan <laughs> he's like yo what's up <laughs> no thank you guys you guys are awesome thanks oh, Jules thank you. you live far as fuck though <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's the Real, part of our 12 Days of Podcast campaign. We're almost at Christmas. And let me say this before we get into our shouts. We appreciate everybody who has listened to Jeff and said, all right, I'm going to go to iTunes. I'm going to take the time to rate Eric and Jeff a five-star rating. I'm going to take the time to write something that has something to do with A Waste of Time with It's the Real. And I'm going to spread the word about this podcast. We hear you. We appreciate you. We see your comments on SoundCloud and iTunes, and it has been amazing, and we so appreciate it. It has been a great present 
for us and this podcast. Jeff, if people don't know about the podcast, if people don't know where to find us online, where can they go? You can always go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. You can also go to iTunes, search for a waste of time with It's The Real. We are on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. We're also on Snapchat, which is not at It's The Real. Do not follow It's The Real on Snapchat. We are It's It's The Real and It's The Real Eric. You know this podcast does not grow. It does not get to any new ears unless you, the listener, tells your friends. And so we like to tell you guys to spread the word. Jeff, what is the word? The word is the bird. The bird. The bird is the word. I want to shout out I am underscore Rels on Twitter with a Z. Okay. Um, he definitely uh, asked a question during our fan mail episode. Shout out to him. I want to shout out Dope Digitals yes. again with a Z. Yes. I want to shout out the CFX on Twitter with an X. No Zs. I, Jeff, would like to shout out a few people who have commented on iTunes. I want to shout out to BK Kaz, the BK underscore Kaz. With a Z. With a Z, who said shout me out on the podcast. And listen, you left a five-star review, called us dope, and said we're doing it for the culture. So shout out to you. Shout out to JF. Shout out to Sayer underscore SO. Shout out to It's BK and Zachary Raven 22 Death. We so appreciate everyone's comments on iTunes. Leave some more. Jeff, who do we have on the podcast coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow we have... OG Chase B. Shout out to Chase B, our former Upper West Side compatriot who now does not live on the Upper West Side, but still came up here for a great podcast. Yeah, somehow Chase found the one less cool area to live in New York than the Upper West Side. But you know what? He came up here for this podcast and enjoyed his time up here, and we really hope you guys tune in for that episode. Tomorrow, Jeff, February 23rd, 2017. We are headlining SOBs here in New York City. It's the real.com and buy some tickets today. It's going to be a show unlike any other. Like a